Hi, everybody. Before we start the episode today, just wanted to let you know we have a content warning for the entire episode. Um, we know we've already given one for the entire season since this is New Moon, but especially for this episode, we want to give a content warning for suicidal ideation, uh, suicide in general, self-harm, and sexual assault. So uh, that's in today's episode. Um, thanks. Get this bitch a happy meal. Hi, Shannon. Hi, G. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Three Books, One Plot, the only podcast on the web where one of us writes life and death, one of us writes Midnight Sun, and some smutty book-obsessed hermit still living in the land of make-believe, the <laughs> moon. The land of make-believe. <laughs> So that intro, of course, means we have, once again, a returning guest, our lovely friend, Abba, uh, from the imaginary country of Finland. <laughs> Still kicking. Yep. <laughs> Who is back, baby, for New Moon season. I'm very excited. And um, has been our Twi Heart of the Week. I was Feminist of the Week this week, and Shannon was uh, <laughs> Edward's Therapist of the Week. So if I'm you want to tell us what, what our titles are for I'm these two books. doing a bad job. Yes, please. I'm very excited. Well, Shannon, for, what are our titles? for Life and Death, we have um, tentatively titled it Euphoria and Something. We don't know what the something's going to be, but there's by oh, now, we're, we're sure... The poll has been... Yeah, by the time this episode goes live, we'll know. But we're just we're leaning it. toward misery ourselves. We could always... Yeah, we are. There. Euphoria and misery. But I mean, hey, it's it'll be up to the people, maybe, probably. We'll see. And then mm-hmm. after, for that, instead of Midnight Sun, we have Dark Noon for Edward's New Moon. <laughs> so Dark Noon. And we've been really working hard on these two imaginary, <laughs> stupid books. We just outlined a whole extra chapter Dude. of Dark Noon for our last episode. I can't... Whole Cullen family meeting. I feel like we need to talk about that a little bit when we get to it, but I'm excited because we did a good job with that. We did I think a good we job did. with that. Yeah. We kind of like opened up the floor to all of our friends and we're like, what do you guys think happened? And then kind of cobbled it together. Oh, that's amazing. And I got sad. Because there's no way to think think about that scene without getting a little sad. Or at least for me, there isn't. Well, because who who takes the big L in that scene is Alice. So (laughs) it was painful for us personally. I'm going to scream. Well, anyway, you can read it on our Tumblr. Oh, suicide content warning. I don't think we want to like give specific timestamps. I think it's just whole episode. The whole episode. Suicide trigger warning. Okay, okay. We're going to talk about it. (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing, but here we are. I'm laughing very hard. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, no, like, warning in advance, my jokes are in poor taste. <laughs> Dude. Just, just heads up right now. No, I took the the I'm angry stance for the entire, this, and I'm just so mad. Last night when we were doing our notes, I sent G the screenshot of the share tweet where she starts it off saying, hate wakes me up. And I was like, this is going to be us recording. Dude. <laughs> I, I can't say anything specific yeah, well, it's, yet. It's but... an interesting chapter. It's supposed to be tough. It's supposed to be tough to get through. But it, oh, it infuriates it's me. It's not always tough for the reasons it thinks it is. It, but it's, like... I hate to say this, but after I read this, I was like, oh, this is why I don't like New Moon. It's not just because there's no vampires. It's because 
Bella. The vibes are rancid. Bella's yeah. vibes yeah. are rancid, you guys. But we'll get we'll yeah. dig deeper well, into that. But shit. fortunately, there are characters other than Bella. Oh, rancid, so. I know. Plus, they're cotton socks, as our Australian friends would say. I already know my MVP. <laughs> it's very funny to see Shannon get on the Bella hate train because usually she's like no. defending Bella from me, and I'm, I'm kind of like neutral today. I'm, I just I'm, not hate her I'm on just a, I'm on the train for a couple stops. Listen, that's I'm on, only okay, on the train for a couple stops. stops. But I guess... Just when, to get to Port Angeles. <laughs> shut up. I guess when Edward's around, it's really easy to like be like, Edward, fuck you. It's relative. He's not around. It's like, oh, you also suck, girl. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm it's, sorry. It's because when he's around, we it's like, you can't even notice anyone else sucking. It's like, you know, the sun blotting out <laughs> yeah. the stars during the day. <laughs> like, It's terrible. There you go for your sun metaphors, Edward. Yeah, you dark-ass noon. <laughs> yeah, but um, since we have... A returning guest, um, we do have a couple questions for Appa. Yes. We heard a little bit from you in our lovely season finale about your life updates. <laughs> to make that face, it was fine. It was <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> we heard a little bit from you in our season finale, um, and I kind of know some of your maybe fandom updates. But do you have any any fandom and life updates since we spoke to you last on the podcast? It's been in person. Bit. I don't know. I just I have race car men. Tell us about the race. Oh car yes, what? yes, race car men. I, I, I do. <laughs> I'm very, very into Formula One. It's interesting because you're not the first one of our friends <laughs> to succumb to the race car men fandom. Yes. Why um, is that a I, thing? I guess, are there women there? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, it's. I like, also have no. Clue. It's like so fucking dramatic and there's so much stuff like happening behind the scenes like the team leaders are basically catfighting and they're oh. stealing each other's drivers and the drivers hate each other or love each other and ah it's it's like so it's very political yes it's very political it's very like housewives except with <laughs> fast cars yeah when are they gonna make this into like an hbo show it Dude. seems like ripe for the development as humans we just love some over dramatic bullshit when it's not us mm. we yeah love i mean it. i mean the the drive to survive series that's in netflix that's that has like four seasons that's now sick that's like that's like it's supposed to be a documentary but it's Mm, it's kind of, kind of yeah it's it's pure reality tv so oh, like, that's interesting yeah so that's something that's kind of it's we need so like a good gritty you should show watch it sex scenes and murder <laughs> of all these race car people it's um, a lot of new fans have come through that's that series interesting mm. i've never heard of it so it's like pretty accessible to a, a wide international audience it sounds yes like. it's very accessible through that yes definitely and i mean i don't actually like interact with the fandom that much sometimes that's wise mm. in certain fandoms <laughs> sometimes it's <laughs> a good thing i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm more about the like Working. the races and yeah. just like stalking all the Oh, like an actual Drivers. sports fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you said I'm not into fandom, but I am an actual fan of the sport now. I've really jumped a little, no. little ahead. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what um, what KB has told us about hockey fandom. Yes. Is that it's it's all about like how the media coverage spins the, the mm -hmm. drama out mm -hmm. of it and like mm -hmm. makes an interesting story. It, cool. it has a lot of similarities with hockey fandom, which is also something I've gotten. Kind of gotten into this year. I'm not like KB level, obviously. I was say, oh, she'll be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But um, she's been talking with me a lot about stuff, and um, it's mm, really fascinating. I love I've this. Watched some stuff. Yeah, so I'm a sports girly now. Exactly. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, not me having put on my like fake football jersey now. We're all sports girlies <laughs> today. And Bella's sure partaking in some extreme fucking sports dirt now. Oh gosh. So boy, is this the perfect episode for you. <laughs> yeah, so we are, we are, this is, I feel like this chapter is what most people remember from New Moon when they think about New Moon. It's like one of the first things that pops in their head. What is, Apple? what is New Moon in Finnish? Is it also New Moon or is it another title? Oh, that's right. It's also cool. Oh, she's holding up the book. That, oh, I really cute. like that. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the two oohs, two U's at the beginning and end just look really satisfying <laughs> to my brain. Like that looks right. It's very symmetrical. It's yes. a nice word. Mm. I like that. Oh, that's so I pretty. also, I, that's, I also have Amungoi to show you, which is oh, the last those one. Those are so pretty. Speaking of New Moon, Appa, what are your, like, uh, not opinions on New Moon, but, like, what's your Im- impression about Your history New with Moon? it. Like, how did you first read it? What were your initial, yeah. Impressions of it. I don't actually remember if I read it right after reading Twilight, or did I have to wait? I, maybe I had to wait mm-hmm. to get it translated. Oh, true. But um, I just remember being very depressed. <laughs> I <laughs> just, said, this I is just for me. Where are the vampires? Yeah. Why, why, why is Bella like this? Uh, <laughs> why is Bella like this? It could be the title of the book. Seek therapy, as Nicole yeah. said in episode mm-hmm. one of this season. Seek <laughs> therapy, Bella. But I mean, I, I was a very dramatic person back then so i i probably really like related to her yeah Yeah. i feel like it was relatable to teenage me just because like you know when you're that age and everything feels like everything is like the end of the world yeah i was reading it now and i was just like what is going on why why are you like this (laughs) it's so different i I, I, I think i probably was like I understand. My life is horrible too. <laughs> I wish I had decent memories of being like a teenager and reading each of these books, but they all like fit into like a blur of being like, oh, okay, let me just consume them all at once and opinions will maybe yeah. come later. No, <laughs> I just remember being the exact person that Stephanie called out on her website for being like, you're going to skim it really fast because you're bored with that there's no vampires. Oh, so go back yeah. And read it a second time. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Moon for like, first and foremost, my favorite part of New Moon has always just been Jacob because he's just an angel. Oh yeah, but mm-hmm. everything I forgot how hard like arduous it is getting to his little ass. Yeah, because... we gotta we gotta earn it before we can. Get Where to is Jacob he? Chapters. I need him. I he's a breath of fresh air that I'm so desperate for. I'm suffocating. I love the movie mm. when it came out. Like I don't know the, the vibe. Very visually but... pretty. Yeah, yeah, very good. And the part that we're about to read today, this chapter four, that corresponding scene in the movie is iconic because of. Um, Anna Kendrick's performance, but yeah. we'll get to that because Chef's Kiss Baby, she really ate that role. Breathed life into the character. Oh, right. true. Timeline wise, mm-hmm. um, this is the chapter you have all been waiting for. Oh. It's October, November, December, January. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I think I should do? I should turn each page as ASMR. for the ASMR. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> For anyone who is not familiar with the physical book New Moon, Genius. Um, after the breakup chapter that we left off at last episode, there are four pages that are just entirely blank, except for the words, the names of the next four months. So we left, a, we left Bella in September, then we just get page that says October. 
empty page that says November, empty page that says December, empty page that says January. It's so good. It's genuinely it's so one good. of the most, um, someone on Tumblr, I believe it was the blog Panlight, did a poll recently of like, what do people think is the best example, the best writing, just period, the best writing stylistically in all four books. And uh, everyone kind of agreed it's these blank pages. So imagine my slight disappointment <laughs> when I went, I was reading through Stephanie Meyer's, um, all of her blog posts about New Moon, just kind of mine for like episode one of this season. Um, and she talks about writing those pages and it's like the most anticlimactic, like she literally put it in there as a placeholder and like never <laughs> intended to like do this cool thing with the negative Wait. space. No. Not it being accidental. Like, it would be. It would be. It was be. something where, like, her editor was like, I kind of like this. It was like, you know, it, it was very, like, she she didn't even think about it as, like, a stylistic choice. It just kind of happened. And imagine 15, whatever, fi- all, not fi- yeah, 15 plus years later, everybody's like, you know what? That was Iconic. It. That <laughs> was the moment. I mean, that's, that's literally, that's like, the thing that I remember about reading it. Because that was like, oh, I feel like I had to stop after the pages. And just, I was just sitting like, wow. Yeah, like that, it really resonates. That, yeah, because it's like, it's exactly that feeling of just time moving and you're not. And I will happening. say, I mean, we'll get into um, this after we do our summaries, but I will say I I like the beginning of the chapter. It's so overdramatic, but I like it. This is another paragraph. The very first paragraph of this chapter, people also cite as I like some of it. Stephanie Meyer's best writing. So we can read that out loud in a second. But um, yeah, no, I was just thinking about like, how much duller this would be if she had instead described those four months if she had oh been like god. every oh day god. i woke up and i was so depressed oh, like if she had just like told us fellow sleepwalking through life for four months we'd be so bored we had we struggled with this chapter and it's only <laughs> one day most of it takes place second part of the timeline check-in on friday january 13th 2006 or it could also be january 16th this is where the timeline briefly gets a little hairy i warned yeah. you guys that was going to happen um, it's going to be hairy until Valentine's Day, and then we'll get back on track. Nice. Well, homegirl doesn't know what day she's on either, so let's not, whatever. No. We don't need to know. Yeah, it's method. Oh, God. Well. Anyway, well, it's 2006. It, it, it sure is. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and, I guess, get started on our 30-second um, summaries. You don't have any pre-book talk, do you, G? Mm-mm. No, yeah, me neither. So let's go ahead. Let's get started on these uh, 30 second summaries. Now, Appa, as our um, Twihard of the week, who has read chapter four, Waking Up of New Moon, do you happen to have 30 ish or so seconds of this I just chapter realized for us? I didn't write anything, but. Um, oh, funny. Sure. Uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to say something. Improv. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to improvise. Do what you got to do. <laughs> okay. So, in this chapter, uh, Charlie wakes up wakes up uh, Bella from her zombie state, uh, so Bella can go on a date with Jessica <laughs> to see a zombie movie, and poor Jessica has to spend some time with Little Miss Deadwish. Dude. <laughs> little Miss Sh- Deadwish. Poor Jessica, honestly. Like, I... <laughs> I forgot how terrible this chapter itself is to her. Like... Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I feel it's, so bad for her. I know. I was, well, we'll, we'll get into it, but poor <laughs> Jessica. Little Miss Deathwish. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to call her just today. 
<laughs> Good episode title, yeah. Well, now, G, as our feminist of the week, you have written us a little bit of Bo's life and death chapter um, for Euphoria and something. Now, um, do we think that this is also called waking up? I want to say yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think okay. for, for life and death, it's going to stick very close to okay. the titles. All right. Well, I mean, whenever you're ready to give us 30 seconds or less of uh, chapter four, waking up of euphoria and something, you, you hit okay. us with it. <clears throat> All right. New York's hottest club is October, November, December, January. It's the boys night from hell with Jeremy. And this chapter has everything. Four blank pages, zombies, undiagnosed IBS. And look over there in the corner. Are those the tattooed airport criminals from life and death? No, they're just a normal couple from Portland on vacation from running their craft brewery. And they were not prepared to encounter kinky teen slender man over here asking her if they could please call him a pig and beat him with a pipe. <laughs> not... What did you call him just now? Say it again. Kinky Teen Slender Man. This is... He's so tall, you guys. He is. He's so tall. He's so tall, dude. Bo's version of this chapter, you're right. IBS. He, he, We have to diagnose him with conditions. We do. He definitely, I'm sure, has some IBS. We'll talk about it. God. Oh, shit. I just remembered that now I have to do mine. Oh, no. Yeah, are we ready for um, Dark Noon Chapter 5? I will be ready in, there. in just a moment. I have to um, play my, a, a song real quick because I forgot how a certain song goes. Um, Interesting. No, shh, don't worry. About <laughs> I'm not worried. Hold on, sorry. Okay, okay, I remember how it goes. Um, I'm going to go over 30 seconds. I'm just saying that now. That's this, allowed. The, the smallest time that I was able to, or the shortest time I was able to accomplish was 33 seconds last night. And then I was like, oh, it's 1 a.m. Maybe I should go to sleep. <laughs> um, okay, well, so we'll see how you do. Fucking hell. Well, that's Have you sure. um, titled <clears throat> the chapter the same title? I did give it the same title because, I mean, if Edward, if we're going to give him a similar sort of blank space, really, um, mm, I think he also true. deserves to kind of wake up and have to face some sort of reckoning or maybe not some sort of reckoning but maybe just his reality in general so we'll we'll see but give me just a sec i can do it okay say i don't know if i'll ever be good enough i'm a little bit musty because i'm sure this man hasn't showered since he left forks welcome to the world's longest pity party where the world is edward cullen well the world doesn't matter as much as the company he keeps which at this point is some tears in his tummy and look at this photograph every time i do it makes me cry because one thing for sure is that bella isn't the only one feeling to cope with the most overdramatic breakup in the history of ya but what's this those aren't the only things edward has his monster is also here to say Hello, my friend, we meet again. It's been a while. Where should we begin? <clears throat> that was it. And wow, if anybody needs to know. Seconds. Thank Pretty you. Good. That was, a, that was. Um, and that was a whole musical. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome. That was pushed by Matchbox 20, Jukebox followed musical. by Photograph by Nickelback, followed by My Sacrifice <laughs> by Creed. Because I'm convinced <laughs> Edward might not be listening to music right now, but I know he's got that breakup album, that breakup playlist in his head. That makes sense. That breakup mixtape mm. is in his head, and it's all dad rock. <laughs> so sad dad rock. I know three it is. New songs for our official Three Books One Plot <sighs> New Moon playlist. Thank you, Shannon. You're welcome, dude. Edward, I forgot he has the the photo from your last um, 
dark. Right. Yeah. We we're, you're, we're doing so good at continuity because in, in my last, Appa, in my last dark noon chapter um, where Edward was stealing back all Bella's photos of him, he couldn't bring himself. I decided to rip up the photo of Bella. So he ripped it in half and kept just the Bella part and <laughs> ripped up himself. So that's the new lemonade bottle cap, I guess. Oh my God. Exactly. He's got to keep them talismans, like the tears, you know? I know. I know he's got a tummy full of tears and a torn photograph, and he's got the world's worst imaginary friend, honestly. <laughs> this poor guy. But I mean, maybe it's, we shouldn't be saying this poor guy, because if Bella's being as insufferable as she is, then maybe Edward's also having an insufferable time. Yeah, we have to assume proportionally that he's three times more insufferable. <laughs> I know. But I mean, before we get to Edward, before we discuss Bo's new condition, we got to talk about our girl, Bella. Of course we do. Bella. And we uh, should we should mm-hmm. do what we promised and read that first paragraph, because that kind of it is quite a good paragraph. It is really nice. I'm just glaring at it. I'm sorry. I do like this part. I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> okay. So the beginning of chapter four, Waking Up, just starts with one little paragraph on a page. And a lot of you guys might recognize this if you've read New Moon or if you're in fandom spaces, but it's this quote here that says, time passes even when it seems impossible, even when each tick of the second hand aches like the pulse of blood behind a bruise. It passes unevenly in strange lurches and dragging lulls, but pass it does, even for me. Hello, my friend, we meet again. (laughs) And then Charlie interrupts that beautiful reverie. Dude, he does. His fist comes down on the table. Dude, I love this. Appa, what is your first impression of um, Charlie's Charlie's stance that he takes? I feel so bad for Charlie. I just... Mm. I don't remember how I felt back then, but now I have a kid. So I can like, if my kid was like that, that would be horrible. Like comatose, basically. Yeah, yeah, I I would be a mess. So it it hurts my heart when he's like, I don't even want you to be happy. I just want you to be not miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie trying to pick a fight with Bella. Like just said, do something. Going through it. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And if Charlie is quote unquote, banging his fist on the table or whatever, damn. Because he's such, he's Mr. Chill. Yeah. yeah, he is Mr. Chill. He's just a guy. His job is fish. <laughs> His job <laughs> is fish. This poor guy. Well, and also, it's truly like slightly horrifying when Bella talks about how she's been going through the motions and she's such a well-behaved daughter that she she can't understand why Charlie is upset. She's got good grades. Um, yeah. And the the reason she's like one of the things she cites of like she's like, oh, my grades are perfect. I never stay out late. And then she's like, I never even serve leftovers. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> 50s housewife bullshit is this thank you thank you for saying that because yes what what is this i rarely ever served leftovers no literally what in the 50s housewives housewife is this because homegirl this line i've like never heard anyone discuss it in the fandom but like this is peak smacks of mormonism right here you gotta serve your dad a new dinner every night what the hell you're 17 moms and eldest daughters get into that kitchen God, I, that threw me off when I read it. I think I took a couple minutes on it just being like, what? The? I didn't even write notes on it. I just wrote the quote down and I was like, what? Yep. But let's see here. But I mean, then they have a little conversation where he's like, well, it's not even a conversation. He's just like, you're moping around. You're, I like, don't want you to apologize. Stop apologizing. You need to do something. 
And then he tries like relating to her, and I felt so sad. Yes, this. that heart that hurt my heart too. Like, right. what? He's such a great, sympathetic, and empathetic dad that he is willing to compare the scenario of his wife leaving him and taking their newborn, their infant yeah. daughter, baby daughter, to Bella's high school boyfriend of six months breaking up with her. Like, th- we are not the same, <laughs> Charlie gets so many points during this chapter because it's like he yeah you're right he equates the two just to like make her feel better he's like you're not like the first person that's gone through something like this maybe there's someone you should talk to and you know what last season when we were like do we think charlie's been to therapy we were like no he hasn't been to therapy he was just voting bush back in i think we get kind of confirmation here that we he's been to therapy it's, it implies. He's at least pro-therapy. He yeah. implies yeah. it. That goes a long way, because I've known people whose parents were anti-therapy, and, like, they had undiagnosed crazy shit for years because of it. So that's half the battle, you know? Just having an empathetic parent who's willing to listen and, you know, convince you to give it a chance. I know. Mm-hmm. And I know that Bella's... I know it's such a teen thing to be like, you want me to... You call me shrink. crazy? You want me to see a shrink? But also, like... Damn, Charlie. We've come a, gets so a long way since then. I feel like we this have, t- kind yes. of talk, most teens today would not talk like this. No, not at all. Yeah, no. Not mm-hmm. even a little bit. She's like, I didn't the know Gen much Z about kids have psychoanalysis. Therapy. I know, right? Because <laughs> every YouTuber is trying to get them to sign yeah. up for Battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The modern, the modern day 18 year old knows and misuses every term, but Bella here says, I didn't know much about, <laughs> about psychoanalysis. We need to get her a TikTok stat. Psychoanalysis. <laughs> She's ready to go lie down on a couch with Freud. Yeah, she <laughs> is. about her Oedipus complex. Yeah. Oh my god. Which she does have. We've talked about it. Oh my gosh. But Charlie's like, maybe we'll send you, or not send Well, She was like, well, your mom wants you back. And she was like, I don't want to get in the way. Which, what were her other excuses? They were very funny, actually. Florida's too hot. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> Like, girl, you just moved from Phoenix. She has, uh, she has like, one semester of school left, which, like, that is valid. Like, it's yeah. January. Mm-hmm. You don't want to move to Florida. Yeah. And the Florida's Too Hot line is in response to Charlie being like, your mother's been dying to have you back. Florida's Too Hot. What, girl? That's but also, a shitty excuse, and you know it. It's more pro-Renee evidence. She's not just, like, saddled Charlie with Bella. She really wants Bella to come live with her. And I'm sure if Charlie's given her all these updates, she's probably like... Well, oh, last yeah. season, she could, quote-unquote, sense Bella's depression from a, a neutral email. So, sh- Jesus, what emails is Bella sending Empathetic to Renee? queen. Yeah, what emails is she sending? I'm sure she hasn't sent Renee a single or email. Or if she has, it's been, like, Charlie sanctioned, like reply to your mom's email she's like oh yeah she's short mm-hmm. but no i and especially because at the end of last season we find out in midnight sun that renee at some point thinks this line like oh she's gonna like maybe not like get her heartbroken but like she's this is like he's too cute like this is not gonna end well for her but she she clocked that the relationship was too intense yeah and that she she compared bella to charlie she called this. She was like, mm-hmm. she's going to be as devastated as Charlie was when I dumped his ass. Between Renee and Alice, they all called this, you know? Um, Bella thinking about school is also really funny. Yes, there's an incredible line. Do you, you know what it is. What is it? What is it? Which one? Um, the communist She's one? talking about animal. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I, I wrote it down. Mind. Yeah, I can didn't you? mind Please. communism. <laughs> It's so funny because she gets to school early. She's sitting in the car. She's like, I'm here. Calculus time to study. Animal farm. So pedestrian. And then she says the line where she's like, I didn't mind communism. It was a welcome change from the exhausting romances that made up most of the curriculum. And that line is the first instance we get where she's like, romance. 
Girl, where did you put your Austin? Where did she go? That's what I was I was just going to say. Like, Where's Austin? Those Where's exhausting Jane? romances are 80% of your personality. Does she just have yeah. like a sad, empty bookshelf? Maybe that's what happened. She got factory reset, and now there's nothing left in her like data. She had to do a factory reset True. of all the bullshit, and now it's like, well, that was my personality. Now it's gone, because I can't entertain that. Someone should probably tell Bella about all the genres of books that aren't romance, like... She could be yeah. a sci-fi girly. Yeah, read some yeah. sci-fi. Imagine if she, <laughs> she had gotten read a mystery, it. Bella. <laughs> I know, like romance and erotica are finally linked, but imagine if she'd gotten into like erotica or something, like <laughs> some hard kink. <laughs> Edward comes back and she's like, "Listen, I've made some changes. The problems that we had before <laughs> yeah, might this be." This should have been Bella finally embracing her sexuality era. This should have been like Bella buys herself a vibrator and starts. Or yeah, she does that. Like. Oh. Man, she don't need e- no man. Imagine if she'd like actually gone like full over dramatic breakup hoish phase, and she's like, you know what? Screw yeah, me. cut herself bangs. You know, yeah, give her. She, yes, she, gets, she doesn't do any of the outlets you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to listen to angry music. You know, yeah. Do 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 a dramatic I mean, hair change. There's rap later. There is rap. I can't <laughs> yeah. wait to the talk horrible about horrible rap. rap music. I can't that wait. So funny, dude. That that scene's funny too. But I mean. Uh, my the MVP of my life eventually shows up when she goes into school because Mike is yes, like school. Mike asks Bella apparently every Friday um, if she works or something or works tomorrow what if is she's coming question? to work the next day and Bella she's, she's like are you gonna be at work tomorrow and Bella's like yeah he asks her anxiously he asks her every word. Friday apparently and um Which that what t- what that tells me is that they all think Bella's gonna kill herself yes <laughs> like they have a Lori yeah. Mallory betting pool on whether she'll last out oh, the year. Oh no, they like, do. Mike anxiously being like, "Are you coming?" And then tomorrow? Bella thinks he had no reason to look at me with such concern. This is his weekly routine to like make sure that he's checking off the list of I've done all I can. <laughs> Poor Mike. <laughs> I love Mike, and Mike is notably the only person in this school apparently besides teachers that go out of their way to talk to Bella. I she does not deserve Mike as a friend. She does not deserve him. He's really trying. She's yes queen giving him nothing. And he's still yeah. trying to be there for her. Her The whole school passage is really funny. Where she talks about how like she has no hobbies. And she's constantly trying not to think about Edward. So she fills the void with schoolwork. And she's now getting really good grades in calculus. <laughs> and her teacher is like, I'm the best teacher ever. Love that. Love that. But she goes to school that morning with the intent because she's like no i'm going out i'm gonna go out tonight charlie like i i do things i'm gonna do things i'm gonna go to see a movie with just tonight so she goes into school with this mission like i i have to get just to go to a movie with me so i can stick it to charlie and be like see look i did a thing and i'm social and you can't send me to a doctor's office or to florida two of the worst things that could happen to me right now she's so nervous about it she's like She's like getting ready for her promposal to Jessica. Like, calm down. It's just asking her if he wants to go to the movie. Dude. Like- and when you start reading the interaction between Bella, like, I felt a little like defensive on Bella's behalf at first. And like, part of my brain was like, well, she has been kind of ghosting them. But then I was like, okay, but we're still in Bella's brain right now. So when Bella's eventually like Jess, and Jess is like, oh, you're talking to me, I was kind of like, oh, bitch, come on. She's trying. But on the other hand, um, she also has hard ignored all of them for four months. Because yeah, I was going to say, it's been four months. Like, pro- I'm sure Jessica was trying for the first month or two, you know? I bet you anything she was trying. Because so... Bella has already been yes queen giving her nothing for a full year. So, like, it's not that <laughs> <Yeah>. new. 
but truly like like the the way the other classmates react to bella like mike and jessica don't know they're in twilight they think they're in 13 reasons why like they think they could be mentioned my god they do (laughs) poor mike dude i know i should be saying poor bella no he's well i think this is something like when when someone when you're severely and mentally ill or depressed or whatever you're going through like it does kind of take a toll on the person people around you even if you don't intend it to and like yeah they can be doing yeah. everything right like you know charlie's he's trying he's really trying um but it can still you know not be enough like there's at some level it needs to come from within whether that's going to yeah. therapy or, or mm-hmm. whatever and i think the main reason i look at all this and i'm like oh i forgot this must be one of the main reasons i dislike new moon is because Bella has been through in the past like six plus months before this chapter. So those tired times she was dating slash knowing Edward, she went through the James thing where James tries mm-hmm. to kill her. She almost gets the Mickey Angelus murdered. thing the first time. The Port yeah. Angelus thing, yeah. the James thing, the, the Jasper thing eventually. Like she's yeah. going through all the stuff. She doesn't, she doesn't ever dwell on any of that. That's not what's really affecting her. That's not what's giving her this like random like, PTSD-esque thing that I'll mm-hmm. dig more into as the chapter goes on. It's it's Edward leaving. And I think that's what frustrates me so much because it's like, is this a missed opportunity for Stephanie or is this Stephanie just trying to emphasize that? No, 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 no. No, forget the actual trauma. Edward's gone. Edward's gone. I, it's definitely that. It's and definitely it's, option B. It's so, un- I can't, I can't empathize with this. I just can't. Yeah. Well, like, I think we should, we should specify before we get too much farther in like I know I don't want to speak for anyone else but like I at least have some cocktail of these mental illnesses so like I I should be able to empathize with depression (laughs) but the way it's written here I can't totally say that I do Uh, yeah it's um I mean I I don't have the kind of depression that's like triggered by actual specific real life things so maybe that's why I can't relate to Bella here but like like Shannon said, there are so many real life events that she's been through that should have been traumatizing and weren't. And yet this is the thing that you choose to spiral over. It, it, it drives me. And I almost wish that the other horrors she'd been through bled into this more. And again, we'll talk about that as the chapter goes on, because boy, does it come become relevant <laughs> somehow. We'll see. <laughs> but I just the whole idea of like, oh, my my high school boyfriend broke up with me sure he's a vampire sure he's Edward Cohen doesn't matter high school boyfriend broke up with me my life is over for four months I'm just gonna go like emotionally comatose <clears throat> no <laughs> girl but I mean well, like and this is it's okay for for okay point a to play Bella's advocate a little what's really going on is that she <laughs> lost her entire support system right because she never let these school friends get close she had no outside friends it was just edward and alice and like the cullens she had really put all of her eggs into that one basket so like Which great cautionary tale about how not to do that yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean that was her personality it was like liking yes. edward was her liking personality edward, liking austin yeah mm-hmm. so what's left like what does <laughs> she have now she doesn't have anything now yeah. i mean yeah mm-hmm. well and like imagine Sad how bad. different things would have been she's like she complains when charlie suggests sending her to therapy she's like well in therapy for therapy to work you have to be honest and i could never be honest about the vampire thing which is a valid point i'm like yes. yeah that is kind of you wouldn't necessarily get anything out of it if you couldn't be honest with your therapist like that's actually kind of true yes um, i did like that so one. 
Yeah, I was like, this is sort of justified in-universe. But in my brain, it was also like, girl, you could just leave the vampire stuff out, and I'm sure you could still get benefits, but I was like, whatever, she's 18, she's depressed, let's give her some fucking wiggle Well, it's, wiggle it definitely, give, it's giving, like, no one understands me, and my therapist would never understand yeah. me, because they don't know about vampires. Um, which, like, sure. Okay. Sure, sure, Jan. I had a second point. What was my, oh, yeah. My second point was, like, just, like, think how differently this would hit if she were, like, actually friends with Jessica and Angela, and could actually talk to them about her breakup, you know? If she had someone to vent to and this is what drives me nuts is that she's like well i'm gonna hang out with jessica i'm gonna hang out with jessica but in twilight she very clearly liked angela more it was very yeah. apparent. Yes. so it strikes me as weird maybe she's like oh well and or jessica will uh, she'll immediately agree because she's jessica and she's vapid and she talks all the time yes well that was that was gonna be my drinking game just for this chapter oh, no. is like anytime bella makes like derogatory comments about how much Jessica talks yeah. drink because it's a lot and it seems to me that that's why she picked Jessica she's mm -hmm. being incredibly yes. manipulative here yeah, like yeah she she doesn't care about Jessica at all Jessica is she's using her as a means to an end which is getting yeah. Charlie off her back so yeah. she's manipulating Jessica. She's manipulating Charlie. It's hard to be in her corner when she's saying shit like, I, I would choose Jessica because all I would have to do was say one word every five minutes and Jessica would like, like she deliberately, she doesn't care. Like when Jessica starts confiding in her about who she's been on dates with and like just normal friend talk, yeah. Bella's like, I tuned it out. I didn't care. I just steered her in this direction so she would talk and I wouldn't have to talk. So it's yeah. kind of like, of course no one wants to be friends with you when you're like this. It's... I hate it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely thought that she she didn't go with Angela because that would have been like a little bit more real. Imagine. Like, like, yeah. Angela's very like emotionally intelligent, yeah. receptive. She's in a fulfilling long-term relationship with a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> she can't relate. She's like, maybe really since Jess just and, and Mike broke up over the summer, or maybe I'll have some luck or whatever. But um, Angela's safety tip of the week is date you a short king because he won't do you dirty I like Edward. Oh, <laughs> that's so right. Oh, Angela's got it right. She's not even in this chapter and she's still the MVP somehow. <laughs> Love her to death. But Bella eventually gets a just to agree, just as like, oh, great, I'll pick you up. Uh, school ends, Bella goes home. Um, and before Jess even picks her up and they talk, Bella starts getting her talking about nonsense she doesn't care about. We find out that Bella clawed Emmett's stereo out. Yeah. Well, that's dark. No. And she, like, she talks about having like bloody fingers yeah. and like, broken nails. She's it's like, okay, all right. Not poor Emmett. I mean, he just wanted to give him sister a present. He came from Africa for the party. Yeah. Well, also like she never even got to use it. It was there for like two hours <sighs> before, you know, it was like there for four days before they broke yeah. up. So like, damn. Also, like, it was so new. Do you really associate that with Edward? Just don't, don't turn it, it on, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you even looked at it for more than 20 seconds after you got it, just to rip the bow off and stomp it under the ground. I'm so Magic. upset on Emmett's behalf. <laughs> My poor king. Because it was a very thoughtful gift. Yeah. It was. You have to install it. But, um, yeah, you're right. Like G said, Bella starts getting Jessica just talking just to talk. Um, and Bella turns on, switches the radio. She, like, reaches forward to, like, turn the dial, and she's like, oh, do you mind? And switches it to something she doesn't recognize. And now up is where we get to the point where Jessica's like, you listen to rap. And Bella's like, mm-hmm. And Jessica's like, Jessica. what? No, you don't. She's like, I can excuse you being suicidal, but I draw yeah. a line at listening to rap. It's just, it's funny, though, because she gets clocked so, like, perfectly on, like, you, since when do you listen 
to this. You know, she says, you like this? She asked doubtfully. And Bella says, sure. <laughs> Go, girl, give us nothing. <laughs> you you do have to hand it to the writing a little bit for it. Like, it's so dissociated. So dismissive. Um, so, Like, one yeah, thing I noticed detached. as I was going through writing my um, Euphoria and Something piece <laughs> is that she almost never gives herself the active verbs. It's always, like, my eyes saw or my hand lifted. Like, she's, she's never doing the things. It's never Bella doing the actions. So she's, like, out of just dissociating out of her own body like half the time so like oh, there's some good stuff i also like um kind of like where she's like i don't know if i like rap music it's just the music that i can stand right now i like when she, when jessica suggests buster rhymes in the background the zombie film yeah I, I don't remember if i like horror movies <laughs> yes that line is so funny because like i know it's supposed to indicate that she's numb but it just reads like she's so bland she's never seen a yeah. horror movie or like formed an opinion on the whole genre you're 18 dude <laughs> incredible but you know what's um fun is that we get um uh, a little snippet because they're like oh the movie was playing early so just thought we should hit the twilight showing yes he drink for a title it. drop drink, drink for, it. for a title drop <laughs> but wait we have to hear the updates on jessica's dating life oh i loved this <laughs> this made me giggle because I was like, is Bella going to care? This was like the highlight of the chapter for me. I this I was more riveted by Jessica's dating life than anything else and in She here. went on a date with Eric Yorkie and Bella's like, what? Like, that's the only reaction we get <laughs> the entire chapter is when Bella's like, Eric Yorkie? Who asked who? It's like the only personality that like flicker that we get out of Bella, which I really appreciated. Because I also wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot that was in she there. She said, I couldn't think of a nice way to say no. That's very oh, teen girl, very funny. No, but like that took me right. I was like, she went on a date with who? I don't remember <laughs> this. And then I forget that Connor's not just like a throwaway character in one book. I forget that he technically does come back because he goes on the um, La Push trip in Twilight, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's taken Jessica on a couple dates, apparently. Connor. And he's super bland, apparently. Oh, yeah. poor Connor. <laughs> No, I stand this Connor. You should date kid. Bella next. They go perfectly <laughs> together. No personality for no personality. That's so true. She totally could have rebounded with Connor this whole time. Um, since she loves stealing Jessica's man. <laughs> oh my god. But like Jessica X Eric, I did not know that was canon. You big slut good for you, Jessica. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god. Jessica's getting more ass than anyone in town. She is good for her. See, this is what this is why Bella needs to be hanging out with her because maybe she can learn a lesson. Maybe she can learn to cope. Yes, even if she it's not a good confidence. Even if it's yeah. not a good coping mechanism, you gotta start somewhere. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's with a hoe face, and then you grow, and then you learn. <laughs> this like this should have been her hoe era. This should have been like her and Jessica out on the town every night. You know, this should have been Charlie being like, "I'm sending it back to your mother's." Why? Don't think I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your trip. Like I don't want to be a grandpa yet. Oh my no. god. Imagine if that was what's happening and then Edward comes back and <laughs> asks like, what what were you doing? She's like, hey, I've had some human experiences since. She's like, I've had oh, some experiences god. since you've been gone, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and then Edward has to listen to all the boys like thoughts about Bella. Oh, he would make lose it. No, th that would be Edward would be like it's his only a, a, like a serving punishment or whatever. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh my god. Yeah. He loves oh, cooking himself in his mind. He does. Yeah. Might as well have Be- Bella just do it for him. Mm-hmm. God, he'd be he'd be in hell. Man. And but like I I know we're supposed to be like, oh poor Bella, she's really hurting. But the way that she's like, oh I faked eagerness and I gasp at the correct parts and blah blah blah. And like I appreciate the fact that she's trying. So Jess isn't just sitting there chatting and talking away. But also it's like. Come on, girl. Yeah, well, mm. it, it kind of reminds me of what she did to Jacob in the last book, where she didn't care at all about what he was saying. She yeah. was only yeah. interested in whether Billy was going to rat her out. And she was just, like, tuning him out and ca- calling it, like, prattling. prattling. Like, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It was like, she just doesn't have respect for, like, other people being real people with problems. Like, they don't register in her brain except as how they can be useful to her. Mm. It's very, like, dark. There's, yeah. there's definitely a dark reading of this. Like, I kept just talking through the previews so I could ignore them more easily but i got nervous when the movie started because there's a there's some exposition that's apparently romantic that right. she can't fucking stand well for. i mean she should have known this was coming every horror movie starts with a slutty couple getting yeah on like, like a beach yeah mm-hmm. like i do think it's very funny the way it reads um in the text because it really makes it sound like it like we understand the the reader that bella is mad that the zombie movie doesn't immediately begin with gore and murder because she's triggered by the romance she doesn't want to see the romance but it reads like if i were jessica i would think she was just like a really bloodthirsty like hardcore <laughs> gore horror fan because she she goes why isn't anyone getting eaten which is the title of her sex tape and see if you had a hoe error that would have been taken care of girly pop <laughs> yeah i love that someone shushes them because bella keeps like pestering jessica like what's going on like where's the Blah, blah, blah. do you want popcorn because she like flees it's like she's never seen a film before like sometimes there are scenes she makes me so that, mad sometimes sometimes there's exposition dude um, <laughs> truly papa forbade mirrors it's her first day out of the house out of doors it's very funny yeah she fucks off to get popcorn she hangs out for 10 minutes because she's like maybe when i come back everything's fine and when she comes back jessica's like everybody's a zombie now but i was like oh no <laughs> darn <laughs> very fast-paced uh, film and then there's only like two chapters or two paragraphs where they're actually in the movie but bella gets triggered again when she realizes yeah well she runs out in like the last <laughs> at the climax of the movie like the last couple minutes by and she the excuse she gives jessica is she goes i need a drink which like first of all same me too <laughs> second Cheers, of all bitch. why would that be your excuse and not i have to pee what, like, like, yeah. why would you be like i need a drink so badly i have to leave right now <laughs> this line specifically gets funnier as the next few pages progress <laughs> because i'm sure <laughs> jessica's brain was going in so many different places yeah my brother by the way does this thing where he, apparently you can google what is the best part of a movie to use the bathroom without oh yes anything. there's a whole website it's amazing yeah so he uses that website and he will go fucking sprinting out of the theater <laughs> at the point where it's ideal to use the bathroom. <laughs> like when you were seeing That's Princess so Mononoke, because they did like a re-release Ghibli thing in studios. And yeah, it was like a really quiet part two thirds of the way through. And all of a sudden, because we're in like that row that has the railing, you know, like the center kind of row. He vaults over it. No, he did not jump over it. <laughs> no, he did not. So I'm just picturing Bella Swan being like, I need a drink. <laughs> and then fucking booking it out of the theater. Like, I truly, I think at this point, I'm going to propose that in Bo's version, he did tell Jeremy that he, he was like, I got to piss. Like, <laughs> no, I think you're right about that. I really do. 
And I'm sure every time there's a romantic scene, he does get a little nauseous because that seems to be Bo's mm, issue. Right. He gets a little yeah, nauseous. Yeah, he's, he's less sad and he's more angry. So do we think he's just stomping around in a rage for four months? He's, <laughs> he's just parkours <laughs> angrily over top of the thing. And then just, I know, I'm sure he's just all testy. I'm sure he like actually argues with Charlie at the breakfast table. I'm sure it's an actual argument. Oh yeah. His wall is full of holes. His wall is full of holes. He punch a hole into drywall. Them teen boy him mad. Yeah, he definitely was like, I'm not going to Florida. Like, <laughs> fuck you, dad. <laughs> but let's see here. Um, yeah, Bella's upset because she realizes, oh, I am the zombie. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. I don't want to be that monster. I wanted to be a different one. I love how cheesy that is. Like, you, it's very like your class happens to be studying the exact book with themes that parallel the themes of your story. It's like, oh, I go to the zombie movie and I realize that I am a zombie. But also, like, it was kind of peak zombie film era in 2006-ish, yeah. you know? Just for funsies, I looked up, like, what movies are actually showing in January of 2006. And I was like, oh, is Bella and Jessica could have gone to see Hostel. <laughs> I, just for fun. I also looked up what movies were showing in January 2015. So, like, the if we imagine that Bo oh, is from Bo. 2015. Oh, what was it? Um, it's Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think Bo was triggered by Paddington because of that time Edith there, mentioned bears? Were there any other options or no? Was it just Paddington? Oh, um, Taken 3 also could have been a fun one for three. Bo and Jeremy. There's three of them? Yeah, Taken 3. I, there might be more than three by now. It's 2015. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow, I didn't, that's, yeah, <laughs> Paddington really did him in. Poor kid. Anyway, um, I, I do like the fake zombie movie that Stephanie made up. I think that was a fun idea, but it's not quite as good as the movie, the film version, where they had, um, the there's leprosy. a zombie movie and then there's Face Punch. Yeah. Oh yeah, Face like, Punch. Leprosy's not funny. My cousin had leprosy. It's not funny. Yeah, Jessica talking about, she's like, is it like supposed to be a metaphor for consumerism? Because some girls like to shop. <laughs> I... The movie dialogue killed it. It's so funny. Oh. And and Anna Kendrick does such a good job, but they really made Jessica phenomenal in the movies. Which I'm glad they yes. understood the assignment because if they'd done like the dumb shit and just tried to make her like petty and Lauren Mallory-ish, I would have been so annoyed. Yeah, but like Jessica's a smart girl. She's valedictorian. She She's talking about allegorical themes in the zombie film. You know what? She is she's my vote for MVP. She's, uh, she's the best. <laughs> but Jess is like, was the movie too scary? And then Bella says, yeah, I guess I'm just a coward. Um, mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. They're like, okay, well, where do you want to eat? Because I guess we'll go get food now. And Bella's like, I don't care. And Jess says, okay. <laughs> and then they walk to McDonald's. <laughs> they start the trek McDonald's. to McDonald's. I forgot McDonald's. McDonald's is canonically mentioned in, like, get a drink for McDonald's. Let's go get I... some McNuggies <laughs> for this depressed ass bitch. Maybe a little pull No a Bella on. Italia for, for Bella and Jessica. They are hitting up McDonald's. Get this bitch a happy meal. Like real teens. Yeah. Let's go. Now we gotta look up what were the happy meal toys, the toys in January 2006. <laughs> One second. Happy meal toys january 2006 uh strawberry shortcake oh okay what was the other one what about for the boys the boy toys dragon booster oh, i don't know what that is fuck that is oh bo would get that 
<laughs> That's what Bo would get. <laughs> the dragon booster. Oh, man. Although apparently Bella likes oh, dragons, so maybe she goes to McDonald's and is like, I really need this dragon. Maybe she asks for the boy yeah. toy because she's not like other girls. No, that was me. Oh, Jessica gets the strawberry toy. shortcake. And mm-hmm. Bella gets sometimes the they had Hot Wheels and sometimes I wanted the boy toy. But you know what she just missed? That December was when the first Chronicles of Narnia movie came out. And we know Bella loves her some Narnia and there's no romance in that. It's about little kids. So she totally could have gone a month earlier with Jessica if she'd just woken up a little earlier, seen a movie she actually liked, and gotten a Chronicles of Narnia Happy Meal toy. I wonder, because you know that Alice is seeing everything that Bella's doing right now, which is so sad. It's like makes it triply sad, because not only can Alice not say goodbye, not only do they fuck off, but Edward can go into the middle of nowhere and it doesn't matter. But Alice has to, gets to still watch Bella be miserable. So I bet you she's watching this shit like taking notes like this bitch is gonna have a fucking reckoning when he comes back (laughs) because this is not okay this is not okay alice is like watching watching the zombie movie through her visions and gets mad when bella leaves early because she doesn't know how it ends (laughs) yeah okay but i didn't even think about the fact that alice is seeing all of this and i'm just sad dude we were making ourselves sad thinking about potential dark noon scenes well, mm-hmm. now you guys were making me sad. I don't know if you were sad, Jay. Were you sad? I was bit, having right? too much fun to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Suffice to say, we outlined exactly how the family argument would go and no. how Alice would try so hard to convince them that he doesn't need to break up with Bella, they can stay in town. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, ultimately she'd be given a Sophie's choice because, like, Jasper's the one who attacked Bella. So are you going to pick Bella over Jasper? Mm-hmm. You know, it would be, like, very crushing, sad. I have to choose my husband over my best friend kind of a thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate it here. Anyways, um, what were we talking about? I'm sad again. Think about it from Rosalie's point of view. You'll get happier. You will get happier. Okay. <laughs> okay. But Jessica chose McDonald's because like, she wanted the night to be over, right? Like That was the past. She was like scanning the horizon. Boom, golden arches. Let's go, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they start walking down and they um, we were on a short stretch of unlit sidewalk. So suddenly they're on this block that's just unlit and ooh, and you get a really ominous tone because Bella's like, oh, Jessica for some reason is like walking briskly, face ahead. She I wonder talking. I wonder what's going on. <sighs> Yeah, you're right, Appa. You know it's dire when Jessica isn't talking. <laughs> Dude. But then Bella realizes that there's a bar across the street. And there's a bunch of guys just hanging outside. What's the bar called, guys? What's the oh name of the bar? Oh my god, why? <laughs> why? One-Eyed Pete's. Stephanie, why? <laughs> I love the line where Bella's like, the bar was called One-Eyed Pete's. Was it pirate-themed? <laughs> It's the most sinister place in town. <laughs> Yo, what is it with Stephanie Meyer and pirates? Last time when Bo was in Port Angeles, the, the bad guys who threatened him were like dead men tell no tales. Dudes, they did say that. That's right. And she's she's like, I glance back at Jessica and Jessica's still going ahead because she realizes they're walking by a bar and they are two 17 slash 18 year old girls. They're two seniors in high school. Jessica has enough sense to be like, let's get the fucking McDonald's quickly since we're alone and it's at nighttime. But then Mm -hmm. Bella stops. Doesn't she ever? Bella stops because she's like, hmm, are they the the group of guys that tried to assault me in chapter eight of Twilight? 
Is that well, and the connection she makes is that she's like, oh, that short dark man reminds me. Of, it looks just Dude. like the guy who attacked. So it's truly That's like she, she sees a, a, a brown times. man minding his business, and she's like, is this a rapist? <laughs> yeah. Yes, she does, Girl. and it. It makes me, this is where I have the biggest beef with this chapter no. and not because of just the, the comments that she's making when she's trying to decide who it is, but like the last time you were here, girl, you got attacked by a convenient gang of rapists that you didn't know they were rapists. You just knew that you were going to get attacked and you were aware to some extent that Edward's, you know, interruption of that whole debacle, his rescue of you truly was a rescue because he's like, you don't know what they were thinking. And boy, does fucking he know what they were thinking. But this is so much worse than her not telling Jessica and Angela when they left to go back to Forks. Oh, hey, there's guys wandering around. Be careful. Because she starts in the scene putting Jessica potentially in a lot of danger. Well, and not even necessarily in danger, but like Jessica has to choose. Like, do you abandon Bella to like, yeah. scary older dudes? Or do you also put yourself in this situation? Like, lose-lose situation for Jessica. No wonder she's pissed. The situation she puts her in is so terrible. And it's it made me, I was so viscerally uncomfortable reading this chapter. Because I was like, this is fucked up yeah when she only picked up on the quote-unquote danger in the first place because jessica was kind of like tense and wary and like trying to walk faster she said so, like Ooh, what are she you kind scared of, like, of an undertone exactly. of violence where like come on <laughs> uh, it's also really like not to again be like racist bella headcanons but the fact that she can't tell not only does she assume this brown person might be the guy who assaulted her but she's like Ooh. i can't tell them i can't tell brown people apart it's, it's clearly the same guy she like goes right up to them though and it's funny though because apparently the guy she's like looking at is like very he's uncomfortable because he's like do you want me to like i would be he's like do you want me to buy you a drink and she's like i'm not old enough and he's like what? Okay. <laughs> and apparently the only guy standing there who's like actively creeping on her is some blonde dude. Yeah, well, that's that was my... I was like, oh, the blonde guy is the one who turns out to be a creep. Is this anti-racist praxis? <laughs> anti-racist queen? <laughs> it came back around. She said, got you good. Oh. But I think the, the, the other guy offering her to buy her a drink is still a bit creepy. Like, it, is, you know it is weird. But she also just like approach and then they just kind of stare at them. So they're kind of just standing there minding really their own business. And yeah, they did not she call her they did not do anything and there must be nobody to them. driving on the street because they jessica and bella because jessica goes after bella they're like in the street when this is happening and bella's like yes yeah, this were this final bar. destination things would go very differently <laughs> and i feel like they like stood there for a long time like, they did mm-hmm. bella says there was an indefinite implied kind of menace to these men that had nothing to do with that other night referring to the port angeles one she said she thinks it sprung from the fact that they were strangers and it was dark here and they outnumbered us. Nothing more specific than that. Outnumbered us. Don't don't bring Jessica. Us. Don't bring Jessica yeah. into this. Ugh. What? Go to therapy. Seek therapy. <laughs> Seek Bella, therapy. Charlie's idea this morning was really good, actually. I think Death we should wish. go home. Little Miss Deathwish. I like I get it. Like sometimes your sense of danger and like personal safety is really off. And like if because Bella's really exhibiting in this chapter, like, symptoms of, like, straight-up, like, PTSD. Like, yeah. this girl is mm-hmm. in the post-traumatic She's flashbacks, yeah. She, and then eventually, she starts having another uh, rare symptom with her these auditory hallucinations that just kind of start out of nowhere. Yeah. Psychosis Bella. New drinking game rule. We gotta oh, drink for hallucination, no, Edward. No, new character. <laughs> 
Fuck, you're right. But, like, I get, like, with PTSD, like, your sense of personal security, of danger is off. But you don't go bringing other people into that line of fire, you crazy bitch. I swear to God. No, you're not. I think it's not even so much that she does that. It's that, like, Stephanie Meyer seems both aware that, like, Jessica would be upset about this. But she's also, like, it's Jessica's fault for being upset about it. You know, like, she's, she's, like, she doesn't seem aware that, like... This was not on Jessica. (laughs) It's not framed as like Bella's fully in the wrong here. It's framed as well, like, well, it's understandable that Bella's doing this. And maybe, maybe Jessica should be a little fucking nicer. Like, it's very weird. Um, Bella also thinks, I saw no reason for fear. I couldn't imagine anything in the world that there was left to be afraid of, not physically at least. One of the few advantages of losing everything. You got broken up with from your six month high school boyfriend. You don't get your friend murdered over it. You have two loving parents. You have two houses you could live in. You got two different places you could go. Like, you get two Christmases. Yeah, yeah. Two Christmases Christmas. that you'd ignored. <laughs> I wrote, yeah, that must oh, have been my oh my God, she's so dramatic. I wouldn't want to get raped even if I was heartbroken. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right. Same. Dude, dude, it's it's really wild. It's it's so bonkers that she's like, I guess I'll just put myself in danger. Even though Edward said It's not funny to. that she's like, she's so superior when she's like but i wasn't actually suicidal i was i wasn't like taking a blade to my wrist like bitch i wish you would it's oh, more safe than this. oh my god when she said at that, least there's no collateral damage where jessica also gets yeah. murdered dude when she said that that was super weird it does seem like self-harming would be a much faster way to see a hallucination network oh my god <laughs> much more convenient you can do it in the privacy of your own home yeah but, in danger but you but unlike in the movie because in the movie we get an actual physical ghost-like apparition of edward um i sorry, forgot I'm sorry that i just came out as pro self-harm no no this is don't <laughs> don't you worry i can't wait to edit this episode but um <laughs> hallucination edward in the book is just an auditory hallucination every time she right, takes I a step closer that. to these men the voice pops back up and she's like it's so clear it's it right i i was nervous uh how it would make me feel but it's like i i need to hear more of him well so she's because what she's most afraid of is forgetting him she has there's one actually kind of a banger line in here where she was like forbidden to remember terrified to forget um which is like, oh, I kind of like that. Um, so like the reason she's so into these hallucinations is because her regular Edward memories are not this clear, but the hallucination is like, he's right there suddenly. Oh my God. So like, that's kind of interesting. Also like having read m- much on Stephanie Meyer's inspirations, you can tell that she got this from Jane Eyre, this hallucination <laughs> voice thing. She's like, J- I'm a Jane Eyre girly. I'm putting this in my book because it's peak romance when your characters yeah. are separated to hallucinate each other. Weird. But after the blade to the wrists line, she's like, Jessica, go, yeah. to McDonald's, go to McDonald's, go to McDonald's. And Jessica's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my God. And then we get the hallucination thing. And I have so many opinions about hallucination, Edward, because it's like, if if Stephanie Meyer isn't going to pass it off as like, oh, Bella's just really, really mentally unwell, then like make it over i feel like she should make it overtly like supernatural somehow like maybe all this yes. making out with edward she's consumed too much venom and now that she's been sort of like it's working its way out of her system and she's just fucking going bonkers lean into it or something because well, this I is thought weird. when when i first read this as a little 14 year old i remember thinking like oh clearly there is some magical it's power connection thing. like it's gonna turn out to be part of bella's powers you know her like mental mm. shield whatever 
Um, so like I I was surprised when it spoiler turns out she's just nuts. Yeah, dude, and like and again like PTSD in some rare cases you can exhibit forms of psychosis like auditory hallucinations. So yeah. this is no, a thing. I, I think it's it's but not at all uncommon actually. Definitely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having psychosis. I don't want to like stigmatize that. It's just yeah, yeah. The way Stephanie has written used it here in service to her romance Ooh, plot is like yeah. There's there's a line at one point where um she's thinking about Edward's voice in her head and she thinks the anger and his concern no the anger in his voice was concern the same anger that was once very familiar and I just said red flags your honor the whole big thing <laughs> oh, yeah. is a red flag she said oh the, the anger in his voice was so comforting because that means he's worried about me girl my beloved no. boyfriend who's always berating me and really angry at me <laughs> yes that line made me like scream but I mean again to kind of play Meyer's advocate it is it is effective as a source of drama and tension and like a way to keep Edward relevant when he's not physically there that's um, true and to show just how unwell this girl is you know <laughs> it comes across loud and clear I think it would have been funny if she'd like every time she sees a pale person she like thinks she's seeing him so she's just harassing every mm. local ginger that Forbes has to <laughs> offer and I'm sure there aren't many but I know there are probably some she just goes out. She's yeah. just a predator to these Lot of pale people in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, man. And then she thinks, I suffered a curious sensation of disappointment that this was not the terrible man who had tried to hurt me a year ago. Oh. Yikes. I know. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Appa just, like, shuddering and, like, <laughs> seizing with un- discomfort. Because Ooh, that yeah. reminds me. Horrible. Mm. <laughs> question Why? for Alpha. Shannon and I kind of already answered this to each other in DMs last night when we were ranting about this chapter <laughs> um, what do you think is Edward's equivalent of the auditory Bella hallucinations because you know if, if Stephanie were to write Dark Noon she would have to give Edward something to do in, like that's the equivalent of Bella hallucinating Edward huh. recurring motif you know mm. This is an open question for our listeners, too. You guys Yeah, let us know, because this is such a fun one, too. So it wouldn't be about Bella, because it's not really about Bella. It's about, like, the whole Edward being Ooh. a weird martyr. And <gasps> I think I think you might come up with the answer that I kind of came <laughs> up with. And I'm really excited now, because now that you've said that, I'm like, yeah. I'm excited to hear Shannon's piece. Yeah, I, have, I had two answers. Mine's a two-parter, which... kind of. Because I had it, I had an idea, and then I switched it when I started writing. Okay, here's my two concepts that okay. I, I'm just gonna read out my DMs that I sent to Shannon last <laughs> night. No, they were good. They were good. Um, option one, if I were Stephanie Meyer writing Edward, um, number one, he has a perfect eidetic vampire memory, like so he replays his favorite top ten Bella moments on a loop. But. Um, which you would think that yeah. his top 10 Bella moments were, are going to be things like the prom scene or the meadow scene, no. but it's always dumb shit. Like, remember that time she poured herself cereal? Oh, so <laughs> father up lasagna. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she so, like, let one rip under the covers. <laughs> you know, he waxes poetic. Top 10 times oh. a single flake of dandruff fell elegantly from Bella's scalp. You know, it would be like crazy. It would go crazy. Um, and then my, my second option for things Edward could do instead of hallucinating Bella is we know he loves to write Bella fan fiction in which he gets cucked by <laughs> or Jacob or literally any guy. Yeah. So 
I'm imagining him like trying, he's like trying to comfort himself by being like, what is Bella doing now? And like imagining what she's he thinks are it. quintessential fulfilling <laughs> humans. I'm like, he's imagining she's like getting it in the backseat of a car with Mike Newton right now. And he's like, yeah. through his tears, like she has to have a normal human life. <laughs> yep. It's and I think that every it works. Get I, I, I like personal experience. Bella, no, see, Edward's in agreement with us because he would be like, you know what? That's what she needs. Oh, <laughs> it's whatever she needs. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's going to get all those human experiences, she just which we agree with. From me. We, exactly, yeah. we we agree with you, Edward. You think she should get human experiences? You think she belongs in a back seat of, with Mike Newton? <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh no, but my um. My thing, because originally I was like, the easiest answer would be the monster just kind of shows up and like speaks mm-hmm. to him like a fucking actor. That would thing. be cool. That would be very that, like that Fight Club. Cool. I was like, this is good. But then I kind of like backtracked and I was like, well, what if the monster's just been there the whole time? And then mm-hmm. something shows up in this chapter to quote unquote haunt him. And you, when, you, you, when G reads my excerpt, we'll kind of find out what arrives to, well, now um, I'm excited to haunt him. <laughs> to I was just thinking the Edward talking to his monster is directly from my favorite short-lived YouTube series, Twilight the Musical, yes. where they have their Edward character go into the bathroom and talk to the mirror like Gollum. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and then slowly, he keep, there keep being more versions of Edward that he's talking to. They get the little Robert Pattinson, they Edward Barney doll, a, um, a cutout from yeah. the actual Twilight films. So he's like having an elaborate conversation with multiple versions of himself. In like this high, this like actual high school bathroom. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> they did a good job with that. Good job, kids. Yeah, there's always a punchline where they cut away to the other people in the bathroom just watching like, him, like yeah. what's wrong with you? <laughs> that's fantastic. it's good <laughs> i mean he could um he could imagine that the first time they met in the biology classroom he actually went through with killing bella and then just Ooh, kind of like he indulges in yeah so like an it's a wonderful and life kind thing. of live in that pain Ooh, that's because cool. like he likes to torture himself like that damn he would too oh my god no but i i love imagining what's been haunting edward but i will say when i will say this again later when we get to our excerpts it was really fucking hard to figure out what this bitch is doing in this chapter but i was like i guess yeah i was somewhere. like oh i didn't mean to like throw uh, shit into the wolves no it's here fine with, like, baby the hard chapter it's okay but i'm gonna have to you know Keep, keep our continuity and base my next dark noon after whatever you got today. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. But um, Bella does have, because when they're figuring out, or Bella's trying to figure out, like, oh, I guess I maybe I'll go with Jessica. Um, she has this thought before she turns away from the men that made me laugh because in my brain, I was like, you know what? I relate to this. The threat that had pulled me across the street had evaporated. These were not the dangerous men I remembered. They were probably nice guys. Safe. I lost interest, and I said, "Me when trying." I said, "Me when trying to find a new Blorbo." Yeah, I was like, they were not fandom. these dangerous men. Me in fandom, they were safe, normal, vanilla dudes. Clearly, Bella needs to be in fandom because then does. she can safely explore her Write adrenaline rush dark fic you know she could totally get into this she could be in horror fandom yeah Bella help us write some dark noon chapters girl you'd be so good at it you'd really go yeah. in um, mm. what were you thinking Jessica snapped you don't know them they could have been psychopaths I shrugged wishing she would let it go <laughs> let it go to mp3 I'm gonna 
fucking jumped into traffic. I she's so dismissive. Oh, you just endangered your supposed friend. Also, girl. the irony of Bella telling Jessica to let something go when <laughs> Bella has just spent four months agonizing oh, over her high school breakup. God. Like maybe, maybe you need to let it go, girl. Get up in your ice castle with Elsa and let it go. Let it go. No, please let it go. I just can't relate to this whole, oh, I'll die without you or I'll die without your memory stuff. I'm just tired oh. of it. It's only the first chapter of it, but I'm tired of it. Like I said, I liked the one You line. like the line. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a nice um, device. I mean, yeah, I, I like the line too. I, I know that it, uh, I just, I thought that was a nice like parallels. It was interesting. Yeah, but the yeah. whole thought of like, I can't forget him is, uh... I can't relate. Mm. <laughs> Once again, Abba making relate. incredible facial expressions. <laughs> no, I know. If only we did video. Truly, the full experience. I did uh, want to mention that I wrote down a line that I love, not really a line, an expression. An exquisite snarl. <laughs> because Ooh. the audience hallucination made, made an exquisite snarl. We love an exquisite yes. snarl. I- yeah, the way she <laughs> describes hallucination, Edward, is it's not far off from how she describes the real Edward. She's like, his beautiful musical voice yeah. taught me to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, when I think exquisite snarl, I think of someone like trying to like like jokingly sexily purr at you like mm. yeah. <laughs> yes exactly that's exactly what i need i can't i could you could never imagine actual edward making that specific that was all my new movies did you have anything else Appa? oh i had a few um, more i just i just wrote poor jessica <laughs> Poor Jessica, because I in mean, conclusion, they, poor Jessica. Poor Jess. They do get their McDonald's and they do drive home. And Thank apparently, God. on the drive home, Jess just turns the music. I up. hope Bella paid for that McDonald's. <laughs> no, she yeah. didn't. No, she <laughs> didn't. Bella paid for those McNuggets and strawberry shortcake toy. I bet you she like bought something and like didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. Yeah. Because Jessica's just done. Because when they get in the car, Jessica turns back on her station, turns the music up, just so there's no chance of conversation. She's like, no, we're not good, doing good this. For her. She goes to drop Bella off, and Bella and Jessica's like pissed off. And Bella's like, why is like she so mad? I, I thought maybe she would calm down over the ride. It clearly didn't work. And there's a part where she's like, Bella's like, see you Monday. And then Jessica's like, yeah, bye. And then two lines later, she's walking into the house and she said, I'd forgotten her by the time I was inside. My only line said, you cunt. Memory of a goldfish. Bless her. <laughs> I'd forgotten her by the Bless time her heart I derogatory. was inside. Bless her heart derogatory. No, that made me so mad. Um, but she talks to Charlie for a few because Charlie's like, where have you been? She's like, I said I was going to the movies. I clearly was at the movies. She goes upstairs, lays in bed, and there's this part where she's describing the agony that she's in. Right, well, because she's, she's it's, a, it's a weird deferred agony, because the whole time she's, like, trying not to be reminded Yum. of Edward, it's because Yum. every time she is reminded of Edward, or remembers him, or thinks about him, she feels such pain. Oh, she's in so much pain. So yep. that's why she's taking refuge in numbness, doing the whole, I've become so numb. No, no. It's just such a music-heavy chapter. I love this. I'm <laughs> thriving. So she's like, I have to be numb. I have to be empty of all feeling. And so after the hallucination, she was expecting to have one of her sad breakup pain attacks. Yeah. Um, and was like, where, where is it? Where's the pain? 
hello. Uh, but she, like the description of her like agony or like the pain or whatever, I feel like to me it would be more interesting if it were more like a literal physical description of like venom side effects or something. But the whole like oh. I'm just heartbroken and nothing matters in existence. She has a hole agony. in her chest. That's kind of the most, oh, the, the most it's literal. It's all part. emotional, but it's also like oh the agony. It's like I wish it were the like agonies. the agonies. They are always going through agonies. What are Bo's agonies like when he's in bed? How is he writhing? True. How do we mm. think he's writhing? Do you have a proposition? I don't know, man. I just the maybe this is when he gets really bad tummy aches. Yeah, I was oh, just about to say he so probably nauseous. just like feels like it's needs gets to. Real red. Every time he thinks about eating, he throws <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Maybe he's just like very constipated. Charlie thinks he's bulimic. You know how in the last the last episode we were like, does Charlie think Edward's bulimic because? We were like, how does yeah, that get rid of that cold pizza, pizza that he ate with him? <laughs> Maybe in life or in Euphoria and something... Bo just he's just constantly puking and maybe Charlie's like you're clearly bulimic we gotta get you, you have help. an eating disorder yeah he has an eating disorder and he's like no I don't I'm gonna go out to eat it's with Jeremy once again shut up back to our intense teenage issues themes you know yeah it's 13 reasons why starring Bo yeah. and Charlie this is euphoria man these yeah, kids shouldn't be dealing with this shit euphoria and something <laughs> uh and then um for one of the last lines, or the last line says in the chapter, for the first time in a long time, I didn't know what to expect in the morning. Because again, haha, Bella has woken up from her her stupor. Metaphorical slumber. Yeah. yeah. So good for her, I guess. This is going to be a long fucking book. Interesting. And I forgot that that happens so quickly because we're only, this is only chapter four. Yeah. This is it. That's it. It's good because like, like we said, reading about four months of depression, yeah. Bella would have been fucking rough. She's... New Moon, I, I'm i going to bear with you, buddy, my good buddy, New Moon, because I know that you have some treasures rough, within but you. It is rewarding, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's like we're right now, we are Bella, you're getting ready to partake in that five-mile hike through the wilderness <laughs> with Edward with no water, Aww. nowhere to pee. We're getting ready for it, but we know it's what lays ahead, so it's like, ah, uh, we just What a beautiful metaphor. You guys are all so brave for coming with us on this journey. Especially Appa. So brave for doing this chapter. <laughs> dude, I know. What the fuck, dude? But Yeah, let's do let's do our MVP and our request for Stephanie. That's a new Ooh, thing, Appa. Okay. We oh. we choose what character we would request for Stephanie to rewrite this chapter from their point of view. Whose point of view? Who would we like to hear from about this? Well, for MVP, let's see. I'm going to say Mike. I know he's not in it much, but Mike, he's the only person besides Charlie True. in the morning being like, we're sending you back to your mother's house. It's like, going to see you tomorrow. Right, girl? He's like the only one. Of he doesn't these- walk her to class, but he does check in. And like, that's kind of a big thing when someone is. is having he's suicidal there. thoughts is like making future engagements that they have to then keep so that they have a reason to like keep, yeah. keep checking. <laughs> Mike is my MVP. That's cute. What about you, Appa? Um, I, I think Charlie, because like, yeah. he's trying so hard. I know. He had to do some parenting this chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. There's no easy answer for this dilemma. Yeah. Um, I had McDonald's as my MVP. <laughs> Dude, that Happy Meal. The McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm amenable to any of these. Yeah. I, I can't give up Mike, but I'd be willing to bend for a Happy Meal toy. <laughs> McDonald's Happy Meals. Mike should bring her a happy meal during their next shift together. You oh, know? that'd be cute. 
be a nice gesture. Bella would be like, this disgusting creep brought me a happy meal. Dude, you know who else could be MVP um, nominee is the dude who was like kind of skeeved out and didn't know what to do with this <laughs> random chick of our team that he was like, do you want a drink? Maybe he, because like mm. he played that pretty well. Because what are you going to say to a random girl approaching the, you? Just... The poor racially profiled, the racially profiled guy. No, I think he deserves a, a, a shout okay. out. I could budge for racially profiled bar patron. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I forgot about right. this racial profiling in this chapter. You bitch. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got quite a few people. We'll let the people also cast their vote on any of these delightful options because boy, do we have mm-hmm. them. Come hit up our polls. What about our request for Stephanie? Yeah, who do I, whose POV do I want this chapter from? I mean, from? this seems like kind of an obvious answer to Jessica? me. Jessica? Yeah, yeah, I want Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> I want Jessica's like, what the fuck is this girl doing? Imagine like having your intern, your post-class internal monologue interrupted by this girl who's been ignoring you, who is supposedly your friend, and then she's like, no, we're gonna hang out. And you're like, why? What's going, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Jessica knew from the start that something bad was afoot. Yeah, the vibes were, were rancid Off. from the beginning. Yeah. Jessica, you poor thing. Well, we do love you, Jessica. Sorry, girl. Or you could hear it from the point of view of racially profiled bar patron, <laughs> where he's just minding his business. Some kid comes minding up. his business, listening to Creed playing out one eyed Pete's with his buddies. One eyed Pete's, minding his business at one eyed Pete's. <laughs> minding his business at one eyed Pete's. One eyed Pete's might replace Bella Natalia as my new favorite Twilight location. When we eventually go to Forks, which I'm sure will happen at one point, we'll have to go to. Port Angeles and see if we can find some places that they've gone to, I'm sure. <laughs> go to the movies. Go to McDonald's. Let's go Port to Angeles. McDonald's in Port Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> people be like, what you doing? Twilight tourism. What? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, huh. Manu, that was a chapter. Thanks, Bella. That was a chapter. Thanks, Bella. I'm stressed out and it is not even 10am where I am. <laughs> I'm living for Hey, this. wakes me up. Shannon's anti-Bella era. I'm so excited. Dude, it's not, I hope it doesn't last long because I want to feel, I want to feel something for this girl, but I feel like it's not going to happen until Jacob shows up or even until a little after that. I, I feel like Jacob makes me uh, hate Bella more. Yeah. Well, the way she treats him at the beginning is rough, but at eventually he hates. No, listen, I'm excited for Jacob because I love Jacob. Anyways. I, mean, I can be excited for Jacob and still be in my anti-Bella era. Anyways, Bo. <laughs> Bow time. Let's discuss Bow. I I agree with your your summary where yeah he's got his tummy aches he's got his nausea he's getting angry he's having angry arguments with Charlie because man angry man hungry do you think he ate the whole tub of popcorn mm, do you for think he sure. offered Jeremy any popcorn yeah <gasps> well you'll see you'll see in my um scene I haven't talked about I? The popcorn but I've talked Ooh. about some other things. Okay. I just need everyone to cast your minds back to life okay. and death, okay. not only to the Port Angeles episode, but to episode one, where we talked about Bo's initial confrontation with the airport criminals. Um, because he obviously can't be threatened by rapists. He has to be, <laughs> he has to accidentally witness people doing drugs and, and then... they all have guns. And instead of four men, it's four men and two women. And they first they threaten him with a gun, and then they're like, "No, that's too loud." Beat him Metal to pipe. death with a pipe. Yep. <laughs> so remember, so, everybody, get that in your brain. Recap previously on Bo's life. Yeah, and so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to read Jeezy Foria in something chapter four scene, and there she put a content warning for suicide and parody flavored jokes about it. So. Get ready for, oh God, this really is a few pages. Get ready for this, you guys. I'm so excited. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> the only business still open was across the street. Its windows lit up with neon beer ads. 
the biggest sign spelled out the name of the bar. One-eyed Patricia's. <laughs> One-eyed Patricia's. I wondered if it was supposed to be pirate-themed. The low hum of many voices and the sound of clinking glasses spilled out through the propped open metal door leaning against the wall outside were four men and two women. I paused looking, <laughs> looking back at them with a weird feeling. Like, this had all happened before. This was a different road, a different night, but the scene was totally similar. One of the women even had dyed black hair and too much lipstick. One of the guys was short and dark with tattoos on his neck. As I stopped and turned toward them, the woman looked up, looked up like she was interested. I stared back at her, frozen on the sidewalk. Bo, Jeremy muttered. Dude, what are you doing? I shook my head because I had no idea. I think I know them, I mumbled. It was a crazy coincidence that I was in Port Angeles with Jeremy, on a dark street even. My eyes zoomed in on the short guy, trying to compare his tattoos to my memory of the guy who had threatened me with a broken pipe last year. I wondered if I would actually recognize the dude, if it was really him. My memory of that evening was kind of blurry. My body remembered it better than my brain did. The tension in my legs as I got ready to run in a zigzag away from the gun. The dryness in my throat as I apologized to a bunch and kept saying I hadn't seen any drugs. The tight stretch of skin across my knuckles as I fisted my hands the way I totally got the willies when the dark haired woman called me a baby pig. I was halfway across the street when Jeremy's short legs caught up to me. You bitch. He grabbed my arm. Oh, she's kind of hot, but you can't go in a bar. He missed. They'll card you. And I know you don't have a fake. Whatever. I'm not going in. I said, shrugging off his hand. I just want to see something. <laughs> Are you cuckoo for coconuts? He yelled. Do you have a death wish? That got my attention and my eyes finally looked at him. My eyes finally looked at him. No, I'm not. My voice sounded defensive, but it was true. I wasn't trying to take a dirt nap with Jesus, even in the beginning when death would have been way better than life with my pain. I didn't think about it. I had to think of Charlie and Renee. And I'd made a promise not to act like the... And I'd made a promise not to act like the moronic idiot I was and do something dumb and reckless. For all those reasons, I had it unalived myself. Remembering that promise made me feel a little guilty. But what I was doing right now totally didn't count. It wasn't like I was taking a bath with my toaster. <clears throat> dot, dot, dot. Um, time's passed. Now that I was closer and my eyes were working better, I analyzed the short, dark man's face. It was not familiar in any way. I felt weirdly bummed out that this was not the seriously bad news dude who had tried to beat me to death with a pipe a year ago. The beautiful voice in my head had stopped talking. The dark-haired woman next to the short guy noticed me staring. Can we buy you a drink? She offered through sticky red lips. We saw you from across the bar and we love your vibe. Sorry, I'm too young, I answered automatically. Too young for the drinks part anyway. She was confused, wondering why I'd approach them if I didn't want to play. I felt compelled to explain. From across the street, you look like someone I knew. Sorry, my bad. The threat that had tugged me across the street was gone. These weren't the dangerous marijuana addicts I had bumped into in the airport. They were probably nice people, even the guy with the tattoos. Safe. I was bored suddenly. That's chill, the confident blonde said. Stay and hang with us. Thanks, but I can't. Jeremy was in the middle of the street, his eyes wide like he couldn't believe I was getting attention from hot older women. Oh, just a few minutes. I shook my head and turned back to Jeremy. Let's go eat, I suggested, not even looking at him. Though I was free from the whole zombie thing that had taken me over, I still felt far away. My brain was busy. The safe dead numbness didn't come back, and I got more freaked out with every minute it didn't return. What were you thinking? Jeremy snapped. Sure, she had nice boobs or whatever, but another dude? Not worth it, man. I didn't know you swung that way. 
he added bitterly. I shrugged, wishing he'd shut up about it. I just thought I knew the one guy. You're such a freak, Bo Swan. I feel like I don't even know the real you. Sorry. I didn't know what else to say to that. We We walked to Burger King in silence. I didn't bet he was wishing he'd taken his car instead of walking, so we would have gone through the drive-thru. He was just as ready for this night to be over as I had been from the beginning. I tried to start a conversation a few times while we ate our Big King XL Whoppers with super-sized fries and onion rings, but Jeremy wasn't into it. I must have really pissed in his cornflakes. Thank you for doing that arbitrary, (laughs) mindless, pointless change changing McDonald's to Burger King because that was the funniest thing you could have done. Thank you. Yeah, that was like my only note when I read the chapter. I was like, Bo goes to Burger King. (laughs) That, (laughs) Bo goes to Burger King. Dude, so good. So amazing. So good. Thank you. I, 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 Oh my god. I, I really, really love the gender swapped fast food chain. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, well I yeah. my rules for myself were that Jeremy is always one eyed Patricia's <laughs> You can go fuck yourself for that one. Took me a while to pick that one. It was gonna be like one eyed pearls. I was like going through all the female penis. I knew anyway. I should have known when a name came up you would change it. Oh hell. But yeah, no, I, my rules are like, Jeremy always has to be a little bit gross. And yes. also that he can't, Jeremy's not afraid to go into the bar. It's just that they don't have fakes. Like, yeah. obviously he wouldn't be afraid. Like, yeah, Dirtbag Jeremy is my favorite. <laughs> I love him. Also, Jeremy is bitter that Bo seems to be bisexual because he has a crush on Bo. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> true. I forgot that Jeremy and Bo is like a thing. I need to not forget it. That should be my OTP. They had that one conversation that was just like the gayest Are thing I've ever read. Are you going to dance? It's girl's choice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell. That was so good. Thank you, G, for euphorian something. I don't know how I'm going to top that next week, but we'll figure it out, I guess. You're welcome. I'm Man. excited for Dark Noon. I'm, I well, feel like... I want to know. So for my happens. Dark Noon chapter, I was like, well, I, I had to include certain things um but i also mm-hmm. it's the entire excerpt is kind of like a combination of the very very beginning and like the very very end thoughts that we get from bella mm-hmm. where she's in her little haze and then she gets quote unquote woken up because in it's called waking up so um gee i hope you have fun All reading right. edward's blank <clears throat> period let's see here so this is shannon's dark noon excerpt dark noon chapter five Oh, that's right, yeah. Okay, so we get October, November, December, January. Days drag on, even as the outside world goes unacknowledged, even as noise echoes, thoughts linger, and prayers go unanswered. The world doesn't stop for disaster, for pain, for grief, even for a monster, even for me. It was 173,646 minutes after I turned my back on my world that a knock at the door roused me from my wallowing. I opened my eyes and stared miserably toward the door, having already decided to ignore it. This can't be the right address? The feeble human male outside was confused as he read the number by the door and double-checked what it said on the package in his hands. There's no way anyone lives here. Huh. Oh well. He put the package on the ground outside the door knocked again and departed. His naivete served him well. The monster inside me thirsted for violence, for cruelty. The monster, who I had so desperately tried to keep at bay, was ever-present now. 
It had been my loudest companion throughout the solitary confinement I'd inflicted upon myself. It often implored me to cast aside my self-control, and it craved the bloodshed I'd once willfully engaged in. It was easy now to blame it for every time I'd ever craved the salty moisture that used to fall from muddy orbs. I closed my eyes again and focused on the noisy faucet in the corner that leaked. Each strip of water from the cool metal faucet hit the sink like another stab of agony, rippling through my strong, impenetrable chest. <laughs> 33,421 drips later, I opened my eyes and stood. There was a cobweb that stretched across the rarely used door. I watched the spider that sat in the corner waiting for its prey and felt a sick kinship with it. How was I any different than this paltry being, sitting in a web of misery? Another memory threatened my hopeless waiting. I had once defended a pale, delicate creature from pests such as these, and I shoved at the urge to crush the offensive arachnid. I ignored the web and swung open the door to find a small cardboard box sitting on the other side. I didn't need to see the return address to know who had sent it. I knew Alice would figure out where I was eventually. But now that she knew where I was, I would have to move. As I tore open the box, I wondered if this was supposed to be a peace offering. I'd never seen Alice angrier than, than she was the day she realized that there was nothing she could do to stop our departure. Was this a token of forgiveness? Did she finally understand that I was correct? That we were nothing more than a plague inflicted on one of the kindest, most angelic souls that had ever existed in our wretched world? At the bottom of the box was a blue prepaid cell phone. I picked up the robust Nokia... <laughs> the first sign of life from my family <laughs> that I'd received in four months, and felt strange. The misery was still at constant war with the numbness, but as I slipped the phone into my pocket, my fingers brushed against the glossy finish of the photograph that I kept, but never looked at. I no longer deserved to gaze upon the face so beautiful and pure. It was bad enough that her dirt-colored peepers <laughs> were perfectly cemented in my mind. <laughs> I'm running out of ways to describe eyes. <laughs> Dirt colored peepers. <laughs> Dude, it's the the Nokia phone. And I thought orbs was bad. <laughs> yeah, the money orbs, the dirt colored peepers. <laughs> the, Nokia the Nokia phone. Yeah. Oh, the Nokia. I, I appreciate. That's 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 good. Finish. Has stuff. to be. I think that's his version because I mean, hey. Is when he turns it on, it's really just going to be him hurting himself because Alice will immediately tell and she's going to immediately call him. Mm. So he better make sure he doesn't turn that fucking phone on. Uh, yeah, man. But, I mean, we do know he's got a phone because he dramatically crushes it in his fist in at the end of the movie. But he does have a phone. He has a blue Nokia because um, he should have a blue Nokia. I don't know why blue, but I think blue works. Because he's in his blue period. You know? mm, you're right, yeah. He's true. down in the dumps. It's a uh, my first phone ever was a blue Nokia. <laughs> Same! Dude, oh. mine was too. I think it was like a gray outside, but the buttons and like the like around the screen was blue. But it was, yeah, those brick Nokias. I had a, some silver thing. I did have a blue Palm Pilot when I was a little bit older, and I thought I was the coolest bitch in town for having a blue Having palm a Palm Pilot. pilot. I actually live on the like the edge of Nokia, the town where the uh, mm, phones really? come from. Yeah, oh, that's like fine. very Stealth close. Reference. <laughs> I mean, hey, Edward might not have Bella yelling at him in his brain, but he can have Alice yelling at him in his ear if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know it's not comparable, but it's something that would bring me a little bit of joy. So yeah, talk about wake up calls. No, Nokia phone be upon you. Yeah, literal wake up call. <laughs> 
Okay, but yeah, that's my and dark. On that party. note, yeah, yeah, no, I loved it. I felt very. Accurate, oh, that very was fantastic! Accurate. I I really liked the bit about the spider. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that was really good. There's no one to protect from spiders. We're starting now. a motif. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And I was gonna do a bunch of math because you know when he's trying to distract himself from Bella's yeah. presence. I was like, I started off with numbers, and I was like, if I start trying to do math, I'm gonna make myself so pissed off. No, the math was a highlight though. I'm like, hmm. This I was like, you can just count. Writing. We're just counting. We're not doing equations because if I have to think of a hypothetical equation, I'll pull a chapter four Bella. Yeah, well, we know we know Bella is trying to use schoolwork to distract herself, but we know that Edward has a harder time distracting himself. Homeboy loves to count. Brain. He, he, he has to do his fish and wildlife survey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a classic vampire trait. They love to count. Mm, you know, dude. Ah, ah, ah. One that's right oh my god i forgot about that well it works out well well that's it for for our our little stories there i'm trying to think is there is that is we have to offer you today is that we have to offer (laughs) or there's all of our offerings i'm so exhausted by this chapter i'm so tired that is the mood that is the mood yeah (laughs) i'm all annoyed <laughs> but I mean, Appa, thank you so much for coming back for another yes! episode with us. It was so much fun. I'm so so happy to be here again and like talk mm-hmm. with you guys and moan about Bella and <laughs> moan with us. And yeah. and watching your reactions is like so funny. Everybody, yeah. I you're missing out. I'm just yeah. saying. We need I'm live saying, opera reaction. We do <laughs> need live opera reactions to put in the center of everything. It'd be so good. You know when you like rate yourself on a pain scale or like when a nonverbal child pain scale. The oppa pain scale. <laughs> the oppa pain scale. Bella, point to how you're feeling today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. And can the people still find you at apparently not really finish? Yeah. All one That's word. Still correct. Yep. Okay. All, all one on word. Tumblr. I'm I'm still there. I'm just not posting very much. I'm I'm actually updating one fic right now, but um, it looked it's, cool. It's very slow going. It's like a god. Well, didn't you write some some vampire sacrifice. stuff? Um, <laughs> I mean, I have something in the works. Yes, but I haven't posted Ooh. anything. <laughs> That's exciting. Listen, though. we love a sacrifice. I've got one of those. I know. <laughs> but I mean, you'll be able to find Appa's social media um, listed in the show notes, along with, of course, all of our extensive social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, but We've got a bunch. And But it, before we uh, throw those at you, gee, what's going on in Bella's book club right now? Right, right. Well, we are still in our Halloween era. Uh, this oh. episode airs October 23rd, which means y'all, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out, still have a week to read Sunshine by Robin McKinley, which is a contemporary vampire romance to Twilight, but it's very different. It's really interesting, unique sort of different takes. So I think we're going to have such a cool discussion about that. Um, and our discussion for that one is October 30th on our Discord, um, which you can find by going to Bella's Book Club at tumblr.com, all one word, all lowercase. Um, we've got links to our Discord there. We have a Goodreads, also Bella's Book Club. Um, and by popular demand, we are also doing a Halloween movie night. So at 8.30 p.m. EST on Halloween, we're going to be showing Catherine Hardwick's Red Riding Hood, uh, which is famously... A, a Twilight ripoff, and B, a flop with 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. But you know what? It is a werewolf film, and it's Halloween. 
So it's very on theme. And of course, you can find us on all our other social media accounts. Of course, the number one place to really check up on us is at our Tumblr, threebooksoneplot.tumblr.com. Um, we do have an Instagram. We do have a Ko-Fi. Uh, we do have a TikTok. You can follow us there. Um, we also have an email address. So if instead of sending us an ask on Tumblr, which we always appreciate, you want to send us something longer, you can always send us an email at three books, one plot at gmail.com. Yeah. I hope by now we've got some fun asks. We got some really good longer emails over the summer we read in our letterbox episode. So if we ever ignore uh, an ask or a letter from you, we're probably saving it up. So yeah. We we're probably hoarding it. Depth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so don't you worry about that one there. Um, mm -hmm. Well, besides all that, I mean, the only thing left to do is, oh God, I don't know if there's any tips that we can even get to help us now. So, I mean, for Bella's safety tip, G. We're, we're desperate for some help. So yeah, well, what I decided do you have to for us? Get a little different with it this week. And Jessica's safety tip of the week <laughs> is never go anywhere with Bella. That yes. zombie hag will have you both dead in a ditch before your six-piece McNuggets are cool. Don't never. do it. No, don't do <laughs> Just it, Just say guys. no to Bella Swan. Just say no. All right. Well, we will see you guys around. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Thank you.